Welcome to another episode of She Looks Like Me. I am extremely excited. My guest today is one of my dear, dear friends. She is somebody that has been in my corner for a very long time, and I am proudly in her corner, always and forever. I don't even know how we met, but when we did meet, I think it was over. So You know, she just is somebody who I look up to. She is wife goals. She is mom goals. And I'm not going to say anything else. We're just going to get into it. I'm going to share a little bit about her. And then we're going to dive into our topic today, which is finding tribe and curating the energy around you. This is a topic that was only going to be discussed with my guest today because uh, she is a dear member of my tribe and someone that I hold in high regard. So a Kenyan American songwriter, producer, and creative entrepreneur are only a few words for this talented beauty. The New Jersey native now residing in Atlanta is a certified wonder woman. Malkia Hornsby, better known as Milk of Milk and Sis, is a real woman on the rise. Milk and Sis are a two-time Grammy award-winning multi-platinum husband and wife production duo. When not in Atlanta, you can find the couple trotting the globe as they take their penchant from mixing culture and sound to recording studios worldwide. A strong passion for music and good vibes, Milk and Sis created Soundboard, what was once a platform created to connect music creatives and brands to unique online music experience has evolved into a music-first creative agency. However, her greatest and most cherished work was about to come to life. On October 22nd, 2017, Milk and her husband welcomed their daughter to their whimsical world. The best beat ever created, a phrase the proud parents have coined for their princess. No longer just a wife, songwriter, and entrepreneur, Milk is a boss mom. Through her personal stories and curations, she is more connected to her purpose, creativity, and confidence. Protecting her essence and what it is to have a balanced life has become an integral part of her life as a new mom. With a BA in communication and culture from Howard University, Milk has curated a list of goals for the near future that not only she and McKenna can enjoy and be proud of, but mothers and daughters all over the world. Notably, Milk is establishing herself as a relatable woman and wife with no limits in sight. Hi, friend. How are you today? How are you feeling? I I feel really blessed. I can't, I can't, um, I can't take away anything that's happened. Uh, not the current energy of the world, not, but I can add to it um, in a more like beaming way. So that's what I'm, that's the only thing I'm trying to do now is like, I'm, I, it's the perfect episode only because <laughs> it's exactly what's happening. It's like, I created this bubble and the bubble was important not to, you know, excuse what's happening or not to negate it or not to diminish it in any way, but to truly in order to thrive in spaces of conflict or, you know, pandemics or, you know, any space of negativity, you have to create space around you. Mm -hmm. So um, that's all I've been trying to master is the space around me. Cause you cannot, you truly cannot control anyone else. You can't make people wear masks. You can't make people not be negative. You can't make people, you know, vote for somebody you want them to vote for. You cannot control other people. You can influence, but you cannot control. So when you start to let go of that control and put a bubble around your energy and your space, you realize that that's, that tends to be the attraction. Now Now people are like, well, what are you doing? And I'm like, 
pray and meditate and waking up at 5 a.m. Like, I'm not, doing, I'm not doing a lot of stuff, y'all. I'm just doing like the, I'm doing the basics to control my environment every day. Just the basics. I love that. No, the basics are the important thing. That's what I realized as I'm making adjustments to my daily schedule and what that looks like. You know, they say success is kind of found in the mundane, the everyday routines. And, but it's right. The things that you do in those daily routines that make all the difference. And so I love that. I think waking up at 5.00 AM, that's, that's a struggle that, um, you know, we, I'm working on it. Cause I'm just, that's not my ministry, but you know, <laughs> the book let me just say this it started with the book first I you know that's all about starting something different doing something different like I found myself throughout this space and in this pandemic space in a space of fear of constant like frozen like they always say it's like fight or flight and it's all it's not just fight or flight it's fight flight freeze you know what I mean so you can do you can fight you could leave or you can just stay in this like this crazy like uh, frozen state. Mm-hmm. So um, I found myself in that space. A lot had happened. I had lost my brothers. Um, before that, I had lost several people, and I'm just unpacking all the traumas from that space, and then just compounding a, a pandemic on top of that. I had no more room. I had to get better. Like, what else is there, right? Like, I mean, obviously you can continue to get more depressed. You continue to let your anxiety lead. You continue to live in a space of fear. You can do all of those things. But I have a child. I have a business. I have a husband. I have things I want to accomplish, ambitions I have. I can't do that from a space of fear. It's not, it's just the two things can't coincide. So I had to figure out ways to release it. So it started with this book. So that's how we got to waking up at 5 a.m. Because McKenna will get up at eight o'clock or, you know, at the time it was 10. Now she's back. Now she's up around seven 30, but I had no time to myself. I had nothing. I had no time to, for me to accomplish the things and the tasks that I wanted to do. And someone has suggested, you know, waking up earlier. And I find it was, it was such a struggle. It was such a struggle to be like, I have to get up. I I need to get up. I need to get up. I got to make sure I'm up before she is like the, I have to get up before she is, is not it should not, that was not my ministry. That was not working out. It was not working out. I was like, I can't do this. It needs, it needs to be more structured. Right. But I find that sometimes in trying to create tribe and stuff like that, you end up giving and I'm a giver. So I tend to give so much of myself and so much of my space and information and um, starting to take a lot of that back, got back into therapy. Cause I had, I was going from grief therapy then I was like, I need uh, just not just a, somebody just dealing with that unpacking. I need a <laughs> what's the overall. I need somebody who could take care of the entire, you know, spiritual, mental, you know, someone who had faith. It was it was just a, it was a combination of things that helped me get to a more elevated place to get back to my essence, you know. I love that. And that is specifically why I wanted you on this episode, because you, like I said, I will say it a thousand times on this episode. She is someone that I hold in high regard when it comes to members of my tribe, because it's, and not only personally, but professionally, because, um, and especially when you have both of those working at the same time, for some, it can get real trippy, real fast. And it doesn't have to. And I think the way that we have uh, found our groove in terms of the way we communicate and the way we um, decide to work together is a nice groove. It is a productive groove. It is a groove that will sustain our relationship for the long term. And so that is why 
I, I needed you on this conversation today. I have to tell you, I think that people don't understand what that meant. Like that, that sounded very soft. Like, you know, oh, we were friends and we work really well together. Like, do you, I need to just a tiny bit. We need to dive just a little bit deeper into just why that actually makes sense. The type of tribe member she is, is a very structured person right? And when you are not a structured person yet, or you're striving to be a structured person, sometimes the conflicts that you have with people with structure becomes either it can be a crutch, or it can be a help, or it could be, it could be anything. So I just, I appreciate something that you, you've always done, which is boundaries. You set boundaries in spaces that no one knows boundaries needed to be. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's true because if you are, I call myself a collector. That's how we get to the tribe, right? Like I call myself a collector. If you're collecting members of your tribe to help you thrive, someone in the space needs to be the organized one, but not the organized one that's like delegating, like, hey, do this. Like you are an empowerer. Like that is important. That's an important person to have in the tribe because yes, I can do it all and I can do it all for you. However, you too are a part of this process because I don't work for you. I work with you. <laughs> that is, everybody has to know the type of people that they need. If you need an assistant, hire an assistant. If you need someone to do certain roles, get people in those roles. You are the perfect person in that role because you empower. You don't just say, I find myself, now I'm able to do things I didn't even think was possible because I had those mental blocks in my mind, just like, oh no, I have to, I need to stay focused on doing whatever the whatever was. Mm -hmm. And it would be like, well, if you want this thing done, I'm going to need you to help too. <laughs> this just doesn't magically appear because you think it's supposed to appear. <laughs> So I think that's important and people should know that, that when you're selecting your tribe members, find the people around you that can help you thrive. And you're an excellent example of people who help me thrive because without that structure, I wouldn't have found my own structure and I wouldn't be able to know like, oh, this is why boundaries are important. Oh, okay, got it. See, that makes so much sense now. I get it. <laughs> I love it. And you know, people will take, especially when you have connected with people personally or maybe even through business sometimes like you said kind of being introduced to certain structure systems or boundaries like you say it can be a thing it could be an adjustment for people who aren't used to that and um, but ultimately it's all for the good because you know obviously you know anytime we have any conversations it's I'm thinking about your end result right I'm thinking about and how, I, and how do I get there? And that's how I think. How do I get there? And if you tell me one plus one is two and on Wednesday it's three, I'm gonna be confused. But you are like, no, it's one plus this one plus this other one. That's how we get to three. And I'm like, oh, oh I need that other one. Got it. Okay. I love that. So yeah, so I feel like when we first met. I think I came over to the house one day, or I don't know if we met up somewhere. I know we just, I, we had several conversations around like finding our tribe and like wanting to, to curate spaces that were um, more intentional. You know, there are tons of, you know, of course this Atlanta life, you know, there's tons of events and all of that, but there's not always um, purpose purposeful conversations or movements always happening in those rooms and 
I think both of both you and I were seeking that at the time. And I know kind of maybe struggling with it a little bit. I was struggling. I was struggling. I was coming from a space where I had been traveling a lot. I had been traveling so much so that even though we had gotten married here, which we just, you know, celebrated our 10 year here. So 10 year of marriage here. Thank you. And <laughs> that means that would be 13 years of together and then a year here. So that was 11 years of us literally physically being here. But for the majority of that time, we were somewhere else. We were always either New York or LA or Miami or just around just globally, like in other countries working on music. We were never here. So it wasn't until literally Soundboard. So Soundboard was created in 2016 for the most part. You know, we really made it a bigger thing in 2017. But we were trying to grow roots. We were literally like, let's root ourselves here. We should be here, right? So that's why it's so interesting with all the pandemic stuff happening right now. It's just for those of us who never grew roots at all, I can I can only imagine the spaces that they're in because that's how I felt entering into that, where it's just like, oh my God, I have to be here? What do you mean I can't go anywhere? What do you mean I can't, you know what I mean? I can't do anything. I can't see another, you. I have to do this like this all the time. like be on video calls like no I can't do that right so it starts to like play on your psyche so I think just coming into the space initially if I can say I'm not sure you know how anybody's feeling now but how I felt then was I'm trying to grow roots I'm trying to meet people and every time I met someone it was like it all sounded good in the beginning and then it would just go drastically left or right and not really understanding what what either happened or what was required or what I needed to do. It's just, it was a lot of confusion. And I I think that, you know, (laughs) there is no, God is not the author of confusion. So (laughs) I just, I'll be trying to be like, how can I get out of here? This box, right. Of just meeting, recording records. Like, especially when people are trying to like label you, it's like, okay, well, you're a songwriter. It's like, okay, I'm a songwriter, but then I'm still, I'm basically not just the songwriter. I'm running your whole project. I'm running your creative. I'm helping bring your marketing teams. I'm helping, you know what I mean? Like I'm helping devise this entire space and learning about myself outside of um, who I thought I was, you know, and what I needed and what mm-hmm. I, cause I kept the conflict I kept running up against was like, I was almost trying to make friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I was trying to make friends and it just seemed like it was the hardest thing. And previously, you know, years and years and years of like having friends and other and meeting people throughout life, they were like, oh, you're so, you're just rough, you know, like you're very matter of fact. And you just like, kind of like, it's like people feel attacked, you know, and it wasn't working. (laughs) I guess that, that version wasn't working in Atlanta because it just felt like I was getting a lot of like, "Mm -hmm, okay, girl, yeah, we gonna get together. And then it would be like, not, and I would be like, then they would see me and be feeling like, oh no, I didn't, you know, I, I just wanted to do it. I just had all these other things going on. And it's just like, cool, I'm cool with that. But the communication and the gaps in the communication were just large and alarming. <laughs> and I was like, this doesn't make me feel like I could work with you in this capacity. Cause I want to be intentional because I want to know that 
one plus one is two. I don't want to feel like at the end of every conversation, I'm confused of what we're doing next. What are we doing next? Are we meeting next? Are we circling back? Do I owe you something? Like, how do we move progress along? And I could never get to that. So when I met you, I was like at my wit's end. I was just like, I have all this stuff to do and I do not have a team. And I kept talking about team, 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 team. And then team started feeling so corporate for me. And then I was just like, I adopted the whole idea tribe and I was because I'm Kenyan and I'm a part of a tribe I'm a Kikuyu so it's like it didn't you know tribe just see it's a natural construct in my world it's just when I started labeling it as more tribe versus team it started feeling better I started knowing what's really truly needed because I did want friends and I did want a family and I did want you know people that I could rely on and that could celebrate my wins and I could celebrate their wins and I wanted that and truly in corporate it is kind of like that when somebody does well like everybody gets cake and they and they celebrate birthdays if they're doing it a certain kind of if they're trying to build an ecosystem they try to do it like that but I'm like we get into business sometimes and we feel like oh well we can't, we can't like kiki it up on a Wednesday, you know, for no reason. Or we can't go to, you know, go have wine or we can't do, you know what I mean? Like we can't really be friends. And it's like, that's too much of a cutthroat system. And it continuously breeds more competition. And I just don't exist in that comp- competitive space. Like I'm only trying to elevate and elevation has nothing to do with competition. You know, I don't have to be you to win. I can still win without beating you. <laughs> like, right. that's, that's just it. And everybody has their own strengths. And there's lots of material. There's books I've read. There's, it's like, it didn't come like overnight. It definitely was a gradual process of learning one myself. I did, there was a lot of self-work that was required in order to even be able to have this kind of conversation. I needed to know, like, I need to be clear and understand like, how did you get there? How did you, how did you start to assemble people to be around you? It's like, I, I had to start looking at myself almost like how I look at artists. And I start to, I usually do like life maps and life cycles and you know all about this cause you, you, you kind of introduced the life cycle to me. <laughs> so I did start to think of things as life cycles and say, okay, I want to be this. Like I, I felt like I had mastered being a wife. I felt like I had mastered, you know, business areas, but I was like failing as friendship. I was failing at tribe. I was losing on that front. It was definitely, I was still in that lack space. So everything was wins and losses. You know what I mean? Everything I still like, I, I, I used it the term earlier about winning, but at the same time, I don't really I, I think of everything as an elevation. I don't think of it as a win or a loss. I think of what what did I learn? What did I need to do? And that came with time. Because before I was truly, even though I wasn't in a competitive space with anyone else, I was in competition with myself. Who I need to be? How are you adding to the package? I used to, you, you, you met me, you know me. I was like 30 day, 60 day, 90 day. Are you an asset? Are you a liability? Are you neutral? If you sit in a neutral zone too long, I'm going to decide whether you're an asset or a liability. Like, I'm just gonna, that's it. And I would just throw people in the boxes, shift them accordingly. And it was very transactional. And I could see why that wouldn't come off as, because I was very matter of fact, I just wanted to stick shit done. I didn't have really time to be trying to coddle everybody along the way to be like so I think you're really good at this but you're not really I was not I told people I used to tell people I'm not a teacher I'm not here to set you up for 
Like, I know you keep seeking advice from me, but I am not your teacher. I have no idea why you keep asking me this. Like, you think I figured out certain things. Like, people, because people would get in rooms with me and ask me, like, a lot about relational stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, I get that because I've kind of mastered that space. But then other stuff, people would just be like seeking my counsel. And I was like, I don't want to know the answers to these questions. And everything is different for me than it is for you. Blueprints are just that. They're blueprints. If I give you my blueprints to my house and you'd be like, you know, I don't want the bathroom right here. I think I want the bathroom over here. If people would start looking at it that way, you would literally be better off with how you adopt other people's ideas. You can say, this works for me. You know what? 5 a.m. is a little early. Maybe I'll wake up at five at six o'clock or seven o'clock or whatever you know what I mean that's okay it doesn't have to be this way or this way it could be a combination and literally because I said blueprints are individual roadmaps if we all started looking at them that way we would probably move many bathrooms and move many living rooms and put basements and say this painting belongs over here versus over here like the foundation can be shifted it doesn't have to be, and I had to get out of that way too, like thinking about people as very like one way or the other. Mm. I'd be like people evolve. Cause I, well, I always think I evolve. So if I think I evolve, how dare I think it's I'm the only person evolving out here? No. I'm guilty of that as well. I, I say all the time, even in the way that I reach out sometimes, could be off-putting to somebody because I'm very much straight to the point. And for some people, they need the pleasantries. They need all of that. And I I hear you. I get it. But I'm just like, but right now in this immediate moment, I called about this thing. So can we just... So that's been an adjustment for me and a thing that I'm, you know, I'm working through actively. And that's just, again, kind of that matter of fact, straight to the point type of personality trait, if you will, that I have. But no, I think that because we are similar in that way is why we have clicked. (laughs) And so I need somebody to shoot. This isn't going to work. This is going to work. This is not going to work. This is going to work. It's like, it's very black and white. And when there's gray area that needs to be, we can adjust accordingly. We can figure out if the box, the, the, the white box and the black box overlap at right here, or do we, you know what I mean? Or do we put it at the top or we can figure out where the overlap happens. And I think that um, giving ourselves space and being, you know, most importantly in finding my tribe, I feel like it, it has been um, gratitude, right? Like being grateful for the things that whatever the thing is, you know what I mean? Like allowing people to be themselves and not looking for versions of me, like lit- literally looking for where's, uh, cause I call, I always call myself a gap finder, which is why I, I, I thrive in certain spaces in business. It's like, it's, I can see what's wrong, but also I am also the most hated person because of that same attribute. Because if you thought everything you were doing right and I come in and I'm just like, eh, well, here, here's where we could, here's where, here's the things we could shift. So I've learned over the years and not even like in more, like I say years, like it's years. I've learned over the last year um, <laughs> how to actually tell people the feedback that I'm trying to give them. You know what I mean? And it's, it's like, it's a, I'm better now. I wasn't, last year I was not good at this. Like I was not good. I was still telling people the way I'm telling you, like, nah, don't, don't do it like this, do it like this. Or it was very, even though it was direct, it just wasn't, it wasn't kind. I wasn't leading with kindness. I wasn't saying things in a way I wasn't trying to, I just didn't know that that's what I was 
you know what I mean? Like, how would you feel if somebody, if you built this whole thing and then somebody came to you and was just like, so here's why it sucks. Um, and here's how you can make it better. Let me know when you're ready to talk. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to me either. <laughs> I was going to be so far outside of the room. I'd be like, please don't. I don't ever want to see her again. Like, never, never invite her back because <laughs> she is not welcome here. And when you think about it, having a consultancy in any capacity, like, literally, that's what I was doing. And <laughs> wondering why certain things weren't working out. <laughs> It's like, you asked me to find the gaps. You asked for this. It's like, yeah, but they also didn't ask for you to deliver it the way that you delivered it. And the crazy thing is, is because I know you, I know you mean well, and I know you only want the best. And so to hear that is funny because I'm, I'm kind of the same way too. Sometimes people will take things that I say or the feedback that I give the wrong way. And it's just like, well, no, if it's terrible, you should know it's terrible. You know, maybe just we focus on the strengths and the things we need to play up. Right. And, <laughs> and and it's not it's not coddling them. Like that's the thing is like if you remove yourself out of it, like think of the feedback as removing yourself out of feedback, right? And saying, here's what I think I need to tell you. And you just say, here's how you might receive this feedback. You built this whole thing, you did ask for my help, but my help shouldn't look like um one of my <laughs> told me like, are you trying to help? Okay, then if you're trying to help, think about how your help is actually connecting with that person. Because if it doesn't feel like help and it feels like an attack, it's an attack. <laughs> like, cause it's not about how you feel cause you already did the work. You was like, I looked at it, I told you, I'm done. It's like, yeah, but if I receive it as an attack and not help, then it's not help. You get that, right? It's like, nah run that back like how how is it not help like you asked it's so like it's like my brain is saying logically I, you asked for this I should deliver this the way that you need to package it so it's concise it sucks here's why Ta-da! all done and they're like no and I used to I couldn't figure out for the life of me like now I mean honestly all this is maybe even a better songwriter because now as I go to deal with like TV clients or film clients, I kind of know what they want already because that's my superpower is knowing what you want and how to give it to you, deliver it to you sonically. So it's like, oh, I know what you want. And I'm so busy trying to tell you why what I'm going to do is exactly what you want versus just sitting there just going, okay, how about I send you some options? And then if this is a little spot on, let me know if it needs like how to shift you know, things like that, instead of, like, I, I'm not selling anymore. Like, I'm so glad to be past the point of having to sell and try to tell people why they need to do certain things. It's like, I'll, let me just deliver it. And then I'm happy to take all your feedback because I heard what you said. And I, in order to show you that I heard what you said, I need to talk less and deliver more. Like, I'm just gonna give it to you here. Is this what you wanted? And if it's not, like, if it's not what you wanted, then let me adjust it because I'm here for you. I'm not here for me. And if that's truly how it is, if I'm here to help, then help. If you're not here to help, then go away. <laughs> so, go away. <laughs> okay, so tell me, because I feel like you've touched on it a little bit already, but I'm curious if you have like a specific, I don't want to call it a criteria list, but if there are 
traits or things that you look for when it comes to people that you're like, hmm, this person is dope. I feel like they could be a part of the tribe. <laughs> so uh, one of my favorites, uh, Shannon, Shannon Evans, is just literally one of my favorites because of the complexities of her as a person. But then we all have complex you know, things about us. But she gave me uh, some insight on a book. She was like, you should read this book. And it was called The Creative Curve. And I was like, okay, cool. So I, I read the book and it really started to shape what I was already doing. And so if anyone's looking for like specifics, I recommend the reading of The Creative Curve. But literally for me, it's similar in ideology that I looked at for my need. I looked for my self need. Here's what I truly need. Not everything what I want, but here's what I truly need. So I need I need someone who's going to shoot a straight at all times. You know, I was like, I need that person, right? Um, I need somebody who is okay with disagreeing with me without damaging and breaking the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, we don't have to agree, but you can literally tell me whatever you need to tell me without fear, without judgment, without anything. You could just be like, you know what? I don't really love that. And I should be able to be like, okay, cool. How can we make it better? You know, you need the, the champion, you need the cheerleader, you need the person who is like really, who's there to support you, who has, a, who has that, uh, who makes you feel loved, you know what I mean? Who makes you feel loved just with all your flaws, with no, with nothing, you know, like I have those, um, those deep rooted friendships that we just continue to cheerlead and champion each other. It doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't, it literally doesn't matter <laughs> what it is. It's like, girl, you woke up this morning. That's the win right there. Like it's, it's true because put somebody who's there to put stuff in perspective for you. That's not the, the ultimate goal or the goal getter or the, you know what I mean? And of course you definitely need the, the competitor, you know, the one who's helping you to push you, you know what I mean? Like that was a, I used to say, my dad always said, he hates when I tell this now, but it's still, it's still true. He used to be like, I'll come home with an A and he'd be like, Where, where's the plus? Where's the plus? Like there's no there's no plus associated with the A. And I would be like, you know how hard that is? As a kid, I was like, I'm not doing that to the kid. And blah, blah, blah. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> but that's, but truly you do need those, conf those conflict meaning things. You know what I mean? You need lots of different uh, conflicting and complementing behaviors, right? So mm -hmm. you don't need everybody who everybody thinks, who everybody agrees with. You know what I mean? Like that's your, you know, that's your champion right there. That's the person who's like pushing you, pushing you, pushing you. It's like, cause they're not helping you grow. You know, you're just, when, when building tribe for me, it's been, who's helping me grow, mm -hmm. right? Because I know that that's what I am looking to do in the spaces I am a tribe member of, right? So I'm usually the person on the tribe, on the other side. So on the other side, I know which member I'm of the tribe. I'm, I can be the champion cheerleader, depending on if we're not in the same field. If we're not in the same field, I am your biggest advocate. I am the person who will always be like, Psh. I mean, you took well, I'm incremental change. I'm all about incremental change. If I'm like on that side, I'm like, up. Oh. so you got up at 2.30 this afternoon instead of at five. Look, we're, wake, we're waking up earlier. We're doing it. You know what I mean? Like I'm that champion when it comes to that. Like I'm all about incremental change. So if I'm on, if I work alongside you in the same industry in any capacity, then I'm going to be the person who gives it to you straight, who tells you, you want me on your, on your, in your tribe to tell you what isn't working and why I'm that 
you know, for Stiz, I'm the sonic ear who will hear something. He'll be working on something for so, so long. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he'll be like, can you listen to this? And then all of a sudden, I'll be like, oh, I see what's going on. The frequency over here is doing this. It's doing this little thing in my ear. I don't know why. What is that sound? You know what I mean? Like, what is that? <laughs> He's like, oh, it's this. And I'm like, like isolated for me. And I was just like, uh, can that? Like, I don't know why that's there. Like, I don't love it. You know what I mean? So I tend to be that for that person in other tribes you know what I mean like I'm the call out queen I'm like but I have to be received as that I know my I know where my membership is accepted <laughs> you know what I mean like you you asked me for this and I, that means I don't have to diminish because everybody is not a part of your tribe right some mm -hmm. people are just tribe for a day some people are tribe for a week some people like some there is some seasonality to tribes and you should add that in. I know people don't think of it that way. You'd have long-standing tribe members and then you have people that you phase in and phase out because their roles may change or mm -hmm. their uh, existence in the tribe, you know, may yeah. no longer be warranted or valid. So I have some members. I agree. I definitely, we're going to talk about that a little bit later when it's time to like say goodbye and what that looks like. I think we, we are both call out Queens. I love that. <laughs> But on my end, obviously, where yours is in the, the music space, and, and I would say other spaces as well, because at this point, you know, with the creative <laughs> agency, like you, you literally have had your hands in, you know, projects and been orchestrating various aspects of an artist's platform, you know, from the marketing to the, you know, shows, I imagine. and Right, like everything. <laughs> Like I'm connecting you with your PR person because I think this person is better or, you know, whatever. It's, it's all, it's all, it's all connected. <laughs> I'm going for better. That's what I'm going for. I'm here for better. Who wants right. better? I want better. I'm here for better. <laughs> right. Okay. So I want to ask you about your outlook on doing business with friends because everybody, of course, quoting Issa about, you know, working across as opposed to trying to work up or climb up the ladder, but working sometimes with the people around you can be challenging or sticky. So I'm curious, what makes you decide this person is a person that is a part of my tribe that I will go into business with, right? Like I know, cause for both of us, our personal and professional lives blend together so much that it's really just, it's like a lifestyle. I know for me that there are certain things that I pay attention to, to decide when a friend comes to me and it's like, Hey, I want to do this business thing, or we should work together. And there are certain things that I think about that makes me decide whether or not I want to pursue that thing. So do you have those? I do. I do have these barriers or come flags, like little uh, signals that go off in my head to be like, mm, you're not ready for this, but not, but deciding, right. Because it's just like, it's, it's so funny because it's almost like working with artists in like, I have to treat everybody the same, if that makes sense. I have to treat uh, a friend like I treat an artist that wants to collaborate me in a way because I can be super nice and super soft on certain aspects, but then I can be wildly sharp on other aspects. It's like, while we're creating, I'm probably soft and nice because it's like therapy. I call it like therapy of writing. Um, same thing with friends. If it's like, 
we're having this everyday dialogue and we're friends, I'm being my, I'm being your friend. I'm saying, hey, this and this and this, you know, you had a bad day. Like I'm talking you off whatever ledge, like whatever it is that the friend requires, I tend to lean toward the softer side from that space. However, when I'm dealing with business, because I wasn't, I wasn't even in that space. I was more, something I said recently in um, another talk is that, you know, women having to display masculine energy, you know, on a, in certain spaces, like I tend to err on the side of male-ish, if, if that makes any sense, but more masculine energy when it comes to certain spaces in business. And it's only because it's how, you know, it's how I was raised. I was raised primarily by my father before my mother's passing. And then of course with his remarriage and everything, um, then I, I was like, what, 15 by the time, you know, my bonus mom came into play. So I had already had several years of just me being with my dad. So I wasn't really thinking of it any other way, but either way it displays itself as what they call masculine energy. And I'm, I'm, you know, rebuking that whole sentiment because energy should not be feminine or masculine. It should just be energy. And if an energy is aggressive, it's aggressive and it shouldn't be assigned to a gender. So I I just like get, let's, let's pack that up and throw that away. But I think that from that space, of that aggressiveness and what I am trying to escape to be softer has nothing to do again with gender. It's just what I'm, what I'm, the journey I'm on currently is moving away from aggressive energy into softer energy so that I can lead with love and lead with kindness because it doesn't happen that way. If I'm talking to my friend in business on a previous occasion, it's like, I'm going back to business. It's like, so deliverables, accountability, what is owed, what is not done. And also, if you want to micromanage me in a space, it's like, I will reflect that back to you. And it'd be almost like, so here's what, this is why we have these deliverables, because I've accomplished everything on my side of the house. You, however, have, have not accomplished the other things, but yet you still peeking over my shoulder asking me, have I delivered X, Y, and Z? Like, you know what I mean? Like that will always be a point of frustration for me in life. So if a friend does it, you're almost like, you almost forget that they are not, not your friend, but you almost forget that people are people and people are human. And sometimes people do things that, you know, sometimes people feel attacked. You know what I mean? So sometimes you, your presence, you know, I was telling somebody recently, I was like, I refuse to, to be in a space where my presence feels like a threat. Like if my happiness offends you, if my, you know, clear and present mind is upsetting that you feel like you have to uh, attack that energy then that type of negativity is not something I, I want around me in any capacity. So sometimes people, you have to look at the spaces that they're in when doing business with them. Because even now uh, with all this TV and film stuff that has not necessarily stopped, it's just the, I'm not in anybody's studio right now. I'm working <laughs> remotely like most of us are. But with that being said, I still have deadlines. And if I'm talking to somebody else who... I, I, how I'm determining who comes and goes at this point is how their energy feels to me. So if I feel like, and so that's how I'm looking at my friends. So I don't have a problem with doing business. I love doing business with my friends, to be honest with you, but it has to still come from that pure place of energy. I still have to decide whether your energy and my energy play well together right now, 
because that's the only way this project is gonna move forward. Your mm-hmm. skill set could be there, your acumen could be there, whether you can hit a deadline could be there and the project will still fail and it'll fail because our energies weren't aligned. That's how I look at friend relationships at this point is like, cause that's how I judge all people now. It's not just you're a friend, you're an unknown. It's like an unknown could quickly be a known and turn into a friend. I've had super fast friends, like the Magic Jones Project. Me and Aaron and, and Alexa, like me and Aaron clicked up super quick. You would think we've known each other much longer than we have, but we became super fast friends and did business together because everybody had such a clear focus. That was That is an ideal situation. We became friends through a process of similarity, of similar energy, of keep that like I told says the other day I said Joe that keep the same energy usually is a negative thing I said but I am using keep that same energy with only positive things like when somebody does something you'd be like do that again you keep that energy throughout this whole thing like that's 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 what keep your keep that same energy for me means it shouldn't mean like something completely negative and being like oh yeah, if you're going to treat me like this today, make sure you treat me. No, why would you want that? Why would you want somebody to keep treating you badly off of one interaction or several interactions? I would right. want you to change. Damn sure, I don't want you to be the same. Do not treat me like that again. I'm expecting different energy next time. Let's, let's keep that that way. <laughs> no, I love that. One of the things that I pay attention to also, as you do one thing, you do all things, meaning that the way that your friend shows up in your friendship is nine times out of 10, how they're going to show up in business. So if they are somebody who is perpetually late and, you know, maybe not, doesn't have their stuff together, you shouldn't be surprised when that is potentially how things go on the business side. Some people do tend to neglect and or focus in on certain aspects of their life and so are, are not necessarily doing all things the same, but I tend to see that traits transfer across various aspects of a person's life. Um, I have, um, or I have been in friendships where the person was kind of abrasive, you know, sometimes in the way that we would, or the way that they would approach me. And so then when we started to move into more professional goal oriented dealings with each other and things started to get a little rocky for them, that same abrasiveness crept into that side of our, our relationship. And I realized, wait a minute, I don't enjoy this. <laughs> like, I didn't enjoy I this. Energy. I didn't enjoy this at all. Anyway, I didn't enjoy it from go. So this isn't something I'm working on. I don't enjoy this. I should have stopped this behavior long ago. I think you're transitioning perfectly to how to say goodbye, though. Because yeah. like that is, yeah, that is literally that's next steps. Absolutely, because like I said, I think when you have decided to, because really finding your tribe deciding to, you know, you're my person or you're one of my people and I'm one of your people. It's almost like a commitment. You know, that's where the feelings tend to get into play. And yeah, I'm curious for you what, I know we talked about energy for sure, the curation of your energy. What are deal breakers for you? Because I don't know if you have had a lot of shifts in your relationships this year. I have had a ton and I'm just realizing that things that I previously tolerated, I don't have to do that. And so I'm curious if you have experienced some shifts this year and if so, maybe what that looked like for you or why. Yes, I have had tons of shifts, but the shifts are, I think they're internal. So I think, I think of people as challenges, like they're, they're there for the lesson. Like, I'm not really sure what it is when I look, when I look at it. 
And because I was moving from more aggressive energy to softer energy, it has not been as some people receive it because they've been they've been needing it this whole time. <laughs> and then other people have not been so easy to shift to more niceties, more pleasantries, more softer sides of me, more like being able to be transparent and say, I'm, I'm pretty fragile right now still, even with all the things that I am, you know, I'm working towards being, especially a few months ago, I was working towards being where I am right now. And it, it was hard for some people to, to not see me snap right out of it, you know, after my brother's passed or snap, you know, like just, the kindness and the extension of kindness um, when it came to certain things, just like I said, COVID was important for me because I, I didn't, it wasn't as revealing as much of as it was a break from being on top of everything and everyone all the time. And I realized that that's a space that didn't serve me. Like that's a space that no longer, like I can work with people when they want to work. I am not managing your projects in a way that like, you have to want this too. You have to want to be great. You have to want to push forward. You have to want this. I can't want this for you because at the end of the day, this is still your, your career. You know what I mean? Like I'm doing everything I can do for my career, but you need to be doing the things you need to be doing for your career. So when that started to feel like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm there's too many nudges. I'm, too, I'm pushing people too much. I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing, I'm pushing. I'm like, and that's something I'm still working on is finding like, I'm, I don't want to be the person behind you pushing you because at one point I don't mind being someone who can prop you up if you were falling, but if you are in constant free fall, then that's not an energy I can support because I don't know how it, it actually takes a lot of time. And I'm, I'm limited in my capacity to think about time and any other construct of it as a fleeting moment. So the time that I spend with someone has to be impactful. It cannot, I cannot keep rehearsing the same flaws and we can't keep talking about the same faults. We have to be, if you, if you identify it as a flaw, it's gotta be something that you're working on. Even if you take small baby steps towards getting better, but I don't, you cannot come back to me and revisit the same thing we talk about a few years later and you have made no progress or you can't keep beating a dead horse. So negativity is a deal breaker for me. Redundancy is starting to be a deal breaker for me. So meaning like, if you just keep, like I said, the rehearsing of things, that's starting to be a deal breaker for me. Negativity and redundancy kind of like go hand in hand. It's like, you usually are kind of like uh, cycling the same negative thoughts over and over and in your head. And if you're having the same negative thoughts, you're probably having the same negative conversations and scapegoating. I'm not here to be your scapegoat, so. You don't get to start projecting. And now that stuff comes into negativity, right? So negativity is the overarching theme of this. And negativity for me, deal breaker of negativity is more than just negative self-talk, right? And then negative talk, outward talk and negative, like it's so many things that I'm like, I want more people in therapy. I want more people doing the work. Those are deal breakers for me. You can, it's hard for you to continue to be my friend if you won't do the work because I'm constantly working on me. It is not, you, you're not going to be close to me after a while because I'm going to be like, I'm doing the work. I don't want to keep talking to you about this. <laughs> like, I am getting professional help. I am not your therapist. That's 
my new shirt I'm getting. I am not your therapist. I don't get paid for this. I get paid to write songs. And I apologize if I keep saying that songwriting and therapy is the same thing. I, I, this, is a, this is a problem. I made a mistake. I am not a professional licensed therapist. I need you to seek a professional licensed therapist. Because if it's not just pertaining to this capsule of three minutes and 30 seconds, then I am beyond the scope of my capabilities. <laughs> That's what's been most revealing to me. Foundational things in COVID have been um, deal breakers. It's like, I I do love you. This is gonna be a no for me, dog. Like, and I'm quicker to, I used to hang on to people at a point when I was younger. And then I also cut people off. I think by the time certain people met me, they thought I cut people off extremely fast as well because I just have a low tolerance. Um, for anything of certain natures and I would cut people off like immediately guys everything people would get so frustrated with me because they were like oh you didn't get pressure like 10 minutes and I was like I could easily I didn't know what it was then but I could easily read an energy and be like no 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 I don't want to be friends with this person no I'm not interested no mm -mm, no I'm good it's okay and people would be like you, did, you didn't even get instructions to change you don't know you have no idea they didn't even do anything to you I still listen to that nudge now still to this day listen to that nudge only because when i have listened to the opposition when i listen to somebody else tell me oh you didn't even get this person a chance and i would give this person a chance i would find myself still having to remove this person from whatever space they you know were invited into unnecessarily i still find have i have to get rid of you anyway so i just go with the you know what this doesn't feel good. I always tell people, do what feels good. That's my new mantra. Do what feels good. If it doesn't feel good, then it doesn't serve you. And if you're still doing work on something and it doesn't feel good, you don't know, you have the right to change your mind. Um, so if something stops feeling good, you can stop it. If something starts feeling good, you can start it. Like that's, that's the thing is like giving yourself space. I'm all about space. I'm all about safe space for all of us to thrive. And we can't thrive as friends if we're not willing to have the hard conversations. We're not willing to, we're like negating things. And I do feel like sometimes because of the expelling of energy as it takes to have certain conversations with people when you know that they're not being open-minded I had to do a ton of reading around that I've had to do a lot of reading my bible I had to read a lot of books I've been having to learn how to have com difficult conversations in spaces where I know you're not listening to what I have to say I know you don't even care like you are so stuck on what it is you want to do you have no way to even you know like receive anything and then it's like, well, as I always say, being in communications, it's like you have to know that if the message isn't received, it's still on the messenger. You know what I mean? Like, what am I not saying properly? So then that's why I said I had to go back to the table and learn more about how to give the right messages. Because even in an exit, even in a we are no longer going to be friends, we don't have to leave it as <laughs> I blew up the world on the way out. Because that's what I used to do. I used to say everything on fire and leave. And that is, that was kind of it. I'll be like, you know what? I don't like you anymore. And then it would be this whole big argument unnecessarily. And now it's just like, if I have an exit conversation, I sound almost like this same tone. And it's like, so this isn't working in a way that it's currently functioning. The way it's functioning right now isn't working because when I see you, I get like weird heart palpitations, which I know it doesn't feel good. So this doesn't feel good. 
right? Like I shouldn't get butterflies. This is not like I'm with the person I'm supposed to be with. So anything that feels like a, a weird feeling, like when you're in love, you'd be like, oh, it's a butterfly. But when you're uh, not, it's anxiety. You know what I mean? So like, if you make me anxious for any reason, I got to start evaluating the energy around us mm-hmm. as, a, as a whatever it is, friendship or whatever. I'm like, I don't, when I see your name pop up on my phone, I shouldn't be like, if I, if, I, if you're in close proximity to me, I shouldn't be like, Ugh. and I'm very big on protecting my energy. Like that's the, that's the message for today. <laughs> Protect it. It is all you can get. Protect it. Cause that's how negative thoughts seep into your own mind. You start mm-hmm. figuring out you're now deflated and you can't figure out why after a conversation, your conversation should fill you. Mm-hmm. We should be filling each other during this time, not taking away, you know? Absolutely. So if you got that random vent friend who always want to call you just a vent, probably needs time for them to vent to someone else like a therapist or you need to start shifting like you said shift people into the places that they need to go this is where Kroger is you should probably go shopping for food this is a therapist this is what therapists look like these are what tvs look like these you know what I mean? these are some books I've been reading like what do you need versus talking to me yeah because at some point like you said you know you can you can help your friends and be there for them, but so much. But like you said, if there's it's this loop of problems and complaints and issues and negativity and distractions and all of that, it's like, yeah, you might need to talk to somebody professional about that. And I'm a full advocate of that. But like you said, if it gives you heart palpitations, if it gives you anxiety, then it's probably time to hang it up. So I think that is... You know the difference, you know the difference between something that's like today you had a hard conversation but then the next time you see them it's all love and that that feeling and that anxiety and all of that is gone you know mm-hmm. like you know the difference right yeah no I think that is a great place to um segue out I think at the end of the day um curating your energy is definitely a personal journey I think as we look at what you know, what goals we're trying to achieve, the lifestyles that we want to create, you have to look at the energy that's around you. And it does start with self. Self-awareness, I think, is extremely important on that journey. But then also, as you curate yourself and work on yourself and do your inner work, I think you'll naturally just start to attract people who are on that same vibration. And unfortunately, for some that uh, aren't on the journey, you know, they might not make it, right? And feel excluded. And you're going to have to deal with some of those feelings too. I feel like we could talk forever, but we do have to, you know, let the people go get back to their day, whatever they have going on. You can get back to your day now. It's okay. (laughs) I, uh, Milk, I love you so much. I really do. When I am feeling down, when I am feeling not like myself, you are one of the people that I can call to remind me just who I am. Always. Show up how you want to be. Show up as your best self. That's what I tell people every day. Show up as your best self. Show up. That's all you got to do. Like, you may not feel like it. When I wake up at 445, getting ready for my 5 a.m., I don't always feel like it. And I'm, on the 18th, I'll be at like 66 days or whatever. So I've been doing it for quite a while. And um, I still don't have, like, every day is not a perfect day. And that's okay. Because give yourself space. Give yourself space to grow. If you don't give yourself space to grow, I am a person like so. My, one of my biggest, uh, you know, hurdles. What I'm working on now is looking for that right around the corner fix. 
right? Like right around the, like if I'm able to do something very quickly, it should be done very quickly. I don't understand why, why it's taking so long. You know, things that used to take two seconds may take two hours now. And I'm just like, this is ridiculous. Like what is, what is happening? And now I'm just not doing that. I'm trying to give my, myself the space to grow, to feel all the feelings, um, to not negate the feelings and act like they don't exist, to be supportive, to get support, you know, to feel like a warm blanket of love and to also, you know, remove all the wet blankets that don't feel good. Like, you know what I mean? Like all that's, it's just true. It's like, you have to take care of you. I wasn't putting myself first. I elevated my energy through starting to put myself for it first and not in a selfish way or, or not receiving it as selfish. Cause I always received putting yourself first as a selfish thing. And it doesn't have to be that way. That's truly when everybody talk about self-care, 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 it's like starting with you. That is the part of your self-care. Start with you, figure out what you need to do. Especially if you're a gap finder, you're always worried about what everybody else got. This is what you need to be doing. I'm the you, this is what you should be doing person. I'm that person. So I always know like, no, no, no. This is what I should be doing. So I'm doing the things that are good for me and are serving me and are serving my family um, so that I can be the best version of myself. Cause that's all I really care about is being the best version of myself and so that I could be a good friend and be a good companion and be a good mom. Like I, it doesn't happen overnight. It's all work. So. No, I love that friend. Well, I think you're doing a beautiful job. I feel like our chat today was amazing. You know, it's just one of many chats and hopefully, you know, we'll be here for more episodes and more chats. We have so many things we could talk about. Like we have endless episode topics. So hopefully this will not be the last time we chat with each other. Um, yes. Thanks. Friend. Here. Well, I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you too. Bye. To keep up with all of the amazing and dope projects Milk and her husband Sis are up to, head over to Instagram and follow them at Milk and Sis. That's M-I-L-K-N-S-I-Z-Z. Or head over to their website, MilkandSis.com. Milk, I love you and I'm so grateful to have you as a part of my tribe and I'm thankful to be a part of yours. If you are still listening, congratulations. This is the longest episode yet, but it was a good one and I had so much fun. I'm going to let you guys get back to it and I will see you next week.